Okay, welcome to our community. This is Saratova Beck. Um, today is Kostala Tevis Gutyantov, Gutyantov, Gutyantov. It's a very big Yantov. And the question we're going to ask, we're unfortunately we're on speaker today because Hashem had a different idea. He made me forget the uh, recording piece or the end piece. Um, and so here we are. Is it, is it obviously whatever it is, the Alter Rebbe wants us to have a deeper connection to truth. I am going to say that this morning when I was learning Bhakti Lagani, um, every other day we learn and it's very open, it's very listic, and it's very, you know, everything's um, very clear and we just go from point to point. And today it was very difficult to understand. So I understood that, I understood we're on speaker now. So every little sound is being picked up and every, years later people will hear this and they'll I've been haunted by that, so sometimes I hear my voice on Rabbi Majeski's class, and I think, why did I talk? <laughs> Everybody, for years, people hear my, my comments, and I thought, oh, I shouldn't have. So there seems to be a deeper connection that the Alter Rebbe is asking of us today, and I just take that from the idea that it was really hard to uh, pull out the Nakudas in a simple way. What was easy yesterday was difficult today. That's good. Right, in terms of understanding Buffy Lagani. Now, a couple of things. Um, I'm going to ask the question, what do you think? Sorry, let's go back. Okay, I don't like to quote other people, other speakers. It's not fair of them, but I did go to a Fabreng last night with Rabbi Gorelick, and he really brought out an amazing, a bunch of amazing Nakudas. It was really an excellent Fabreng. And um, I, I'm just going to bring out one point from it. Here's the question. Can you, I'm going to say it in my way, can you imagine that if somebody has access to the tool that turns the opposite of life into life, turns death into life, to say it openly, right? If somebody has access to that, then everything changes, doesn't it? Right? If, if, if well, let, let's be more graphic. The time of the story of Purim, we were all going to survive? No. We were all... Like, in other words, what, is the mo- what was the worst moment in history for the Jewish people? Right. Not even the Holocaust. Not even Hanukkah, not even. And the reason is that the Rebbe brings out is because at the time of every other time, as horrific as, as the decrees were and as horrific as the attacks on us were, there was always some place to run to. Even Lalenu, you know, as horrific as it was during the Holocaust, there was always some place to go. So some people escaped. The thing about Purim was the same. There was no escape. There was no place to go to. That kind of reminds me of the question I've been asking for a few days. Does, it, does, does Hashem want, you know, all the Yidden to leave New York State? I, Oh, in Mitzrayim, right, right. In Mitzrayim, there was no escape, right? You're right. In Mitzrayim, there was no escape, too, but there wasn't a decree to eliminate all of us. No, there was, no, what, we were allowed to live in Mitzrayim. No, 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 we had to, we had to, we were slaves, we were slaves. When somebody came along and decided, I don't want Jews around whatsoever, he never can succeed, I'll teach if there are a few Jews living somewhere else and one can escape. However, if every single Jew, Rahman Islam, lived in his, in, under his territory, in his territory, under his jurisdiction, well, then that 
called the worst decree in all of history. And so the decree was everybody leaves the world, right? Off of their head. Everybody leaves the world, God forbid. The opposite of life. Now, we needed someone to come along and turn that decree from the opposite of life to life. And they did. And that's why we celebrate Purim. Because they, you'll tell me in a second who, turned that decree of all Jews are away, all Jews out of here, to all Jews live. And not only do they, do they live, on the holiday of Purim, we really live, you know, you know, we, we live it up to show that we're really alive, plus, plus. And we live the real Jewish way. It's giving to each other, celebrating being one unit, etc. all the stuff. And there's light and joy and all of that stuff. So who is it that has access to that tool to turn the opposite of life into life? Who did it? Okay. No, I don't know. Who else? Okay. Okay. Keep going. Okay. One individual. Esther. Esther. Esther and Malka, right? Esther was the one who did it. She was the one who turned the opposite of life to life. Now, this, I don't, I, I don't have the marker and the papers to do it, but Rabbi Gorelick really showed. He wrote up the name Elohim. Elohim is Hashem in nature. In nature, when Hashem manifests himself in nature, he definitely opens up the possibility for people to not live forever. Let's, let's say it in a nice way, right? Nature means you ain't staying here forever, right? Right? Um, I think I told you once I went to a Leviathan 30 years ago in Long Island, and the rabbi said, well, everybody comes and goes at some point. No one lasts forever. So afterwards, oh, that was the rabbi. So afterwards, I went up to the rabbi, and I said, Rabbi, I said, well, what about Chayetimetim and Chayetimetim? He said, oh, that's so wonderful. You believe in that? And he called over somebody else and said, I want you to speak to this young woman. Listen to what she has to say. You know, that was, what? Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the rabbi. You know, he was a different kind of a rabbi. Anyway, but in Gullus, in, in the, within the laws of nature, Elohim, you know, nobody lasts forever, so to speak, except Meshur being the David and the Mashiach, you know, those few, etc. But, but ostensibly nobody lives forever. That's what the name Elohim nature means. So now if you add up the, 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 the letters of Elohim, well, you could, whoever is a math, a math with, 45. Good, 45. Now, then, there's another name of Hashem that none of us ever heard of, you know, Aleph Gimel, you know, very, we've never heard of that name. And that one, it adds up to, that's another name of Hashem. But that's the name for which we're all alive, maybe forever, I guess forever. And that adds up to, oh, guess a number, not 45. Okay, keep going. Okay. Think of somebody who already lives forever, who has a famous holiday, and we also celebrate on his day of supposedly leaving the world, but he never really left the world. No, not Gimel, not Gimel, not Gimel. Like Langer. And what number is that? Very good. Very good. And what number is that? Lug is 33. So the number 33, I sound so brilliant. I'm taking all of this from Rabbi Gorelli, right? I've just repeated the words. So the number 45 is the number of Hashem in nature where, uh, you know, no one lasts forever. And the number 33 is Hashem in a, as he manifests himself in a different way, which represents full life. 
By the way, the number 45 has become very, very powerful. Right, right. 45 Goshin. And all, right, well, 45 is the number Ma, Ma the Yichud of Ma and Ban. Ma is Hashem above the world, and Ban is Hashem in the world. Ma is Yitzchak, and Ban is, is Rivka. Right, so that union, right, the Yichud of Ma and Ban, so right, the number 45, yes, right. Yeah, so that's exactly, and the 45 happened on the day of 33. The go, whatever you want to, you know. Ma is Hashem above the world. Rivka is Ban, Rivka is 52, Ban, down here, yeah. The, the rose among the thorns. Pure, but in a very grungy world, the family's gangsters, basically. And Yitzchak is pure, 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 pure. Hashem above the world. So how that all goes together with Hashem in Elohim, I don't know. That's Rabbi Gorelli. So somehow, um, somehow Esther had access to this tool to turn 45 into 33. Esther Malka, yes. Yeah. Uh, Rebbe Gorella said this. I'm not, I'm not, this, this is lifted thoughts for someone. I, I, all, all questions go to Rabbi Gorelick. I don't know, but she knew how to do that. She knew she needed to do that. Okay, maybe she knew she needed to save us. Save us means if they're, you know, if they're planning what they're planning, then save us means keep us alive. Very simple. You know, that one was pretty easy. Okay, let's see. If I have an app on my phone that can turn 45 to 33, I'm going to use it. And she happened to have the app without the phone. <laughs> right? Now, by the way, this other name of Hashem, which we, it, it's some complex, you know, a combination of letters, same number of letters as Elohim, but Aleph Gimbal, you know, whatever it is. Wait, Aleph something, and then Kuf, Dalit, Tes, and then two more letters. So, he shows us that Kafdalites, what does that remind you of? Kaf, what's today? Kafdalites, right? Today's Kafdalites. Right? So, um, so the Altareva clearly also has access to that tool. Yeah? So, clearly. And, 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 and how do we know, I mean, but wait, are people living forever? The truth is, maybe. No, but the Rebbe said very clearly that, that uh, 30, 40 years ago, something like that, the Rebbe said very clearly the people who passed away now are not really gone. They just have gone, and Rabbi, um, Rabbi Gordon has said this. They really just go kind of behind the curtain. They're still very much here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There, right. There is no more, there is no more real Also, is it true that, I'm sorry, I want to change the topic. No. That I don't know. But, but in a sense, there is no more leaving the world. It's just going behind the curtain. When did it start? I'm not sure. 30 years ago, something like that. Yeah, they haven't spoken. Before Gimel Thomas. Obviously, they haven't spoken, but yeah. 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 So, you know, even more people, no wonder it's so crowded. No wonder you feel like it's crowded in 770 and there are only a few people here. You feel like, because they're all here, you know. Like, I don't know. You sit down. You, you sit, right, there are a here. A lot of people crowded into, you know, and they haven't even gone anywhere. You wonder, like, why do I feel like there's no empty seat beside me? Because you got all of them. They never left, you know. Hmm, bad joke. Anyway, no, it's a good joke. And, it's still <laughs> right. and there's still room for everybody, right? They actually don't take up space. 
They don't take up space. So, um, so we understand the Alter Rebbe gives us access to this. And we ask ourselves, so what is Chavdal Tevis? It's the passing of the Alter Rebbe. But we call the passing of Tzadikim Hilula. And Hilula means wedding. Well, that's weird. You know, he made a whole joke. He said, in America, some people think the wedding is the day of that they die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he made that joke, you know. Right? <laughs> right, that's one thing. He said, but, right, but we're saying the opposite. The day of passing of a tzaddik is the day that is, that's his wedding. You know, right? I know, right. Anyway, right. We, we don't want them to leave, absolutely. We don't want them to leave. So, my question is, what is what is it that the Alter Rebbe gives us that, by the way, I I say it like this. It's clear that Chafdal Atavis is the reveals that the Alter Rebbe made a decision at some point to throw his life into the battle. Throw his life into the battle. He threw his own life into the battle. Right. He left the world. He died. He passed away. In order to win the war. Remember what the war was. He was fighting against Napoleon, or let's say Napoleon was fighting against the Alta And we, we, we said a few weeks ago, we said the interesting thing is the Alta came and was Mechadish. He was a new Neshama, and he was Mechadish something brand new, which is the ability for simple people to learn Kanemius Atayla. Plus, plus. He, he came to bring us the recognition that there's a knight in Hatira, there's someone who gives us the Tyra, number one, and number two, that is the main thing. At that moment, everything shifted from, but what does the Tyra say, which is crucial, to, wait a minute, but who gave it? You know what I'm saying? If you make a party at your house, and I don't know whose house it is, and everybody's like, wow, did you taste the sushi? Oh, and she made five, and then there's five different soups and, and all that. And I'm like, hello, who made all of this? And they're like, I don't know, but amazing food, right? I said, excuse me, I sort of want to find, whose house is it? You know, very nice, all the, you know, five different types of sushi and six different soups and 85 different salads and all that stuff. Whose house is it? I do want to know. Nobody else cares, let's say. And let's say you're, you're in a situation, nobody else cares. They're all into the food, and and nobody else really, they're like, I don't know, whatever. I said, what do you mean, whatever? Whose house is this? So you could see that it would be two different focuses. You know, and the person who's focusing on whose house is this, they realize it's not their social group. <laughs> you know, how do you have, did you have a good time? Oh, it wasn't really my type of people. You know, I remember once when my children were small, Zonzang Gazun, they asked me, I mean, I guess they were, they, they were 10 years or whatever. Not everybody could have been 10 at the same time. But they asked me something like, oh, so you went to this thing. I said, how was it? And I said, wasn't my kind of people. So, they, you know, and I thought, who are my kind of people? I thought, these kids are my kind of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're my kind of people, you know. I trained, at least then, I trained them in my way. So, like, I could relate to them. You know, the other kind of people, they weren't my kind of people. Anyway. So do you see that the Alter Rebbe came along and said, of course we need to know the details of Tyra. What does Tyra say to do? But who is saying it? Who's the knight in the Tyra? And that was one of the big chedushim of Chabad Chassidus. 
who who's giving it to us? Not just that that was sorry, let's say it this way. That was a shift from learning Kutsain Yuz of Tyra, learning Nigla of Tyra. Nigla of Tyra focuses on what does Tyra tell you to do? And how do you figure out what Tyra tells you to do? What well, if I'm going to just here's a question, perfect question. If I know that I'm going to sip this this tea, I'm going to take one sip and then it'll sit for half an hour and then I'll take another sip. Should I make a bracha? I don't know. Good question, right? No, but you have to drink a certain amount. We know that about the masa. When you start, when you say achilas uh, masa, you need to stuff a half a piece of masa in in four minutes. You can't just you can't just right, say no, but, yeah. I don't I don't know, but I'm just saying. You, I, what? That's a different thing. That's a different thing. When I'm just saying when you when that's a different thing to bench. When you say alachilas matza, you have four minutes to to eat enough matza to have justified the bracha. Otherwise, maybe you shouldn't have made the bracha. The same thing with a mighty at the Shabbos table. You have a certain amount of time to eat a certain amount of bread in order to say the bracha. Don't ask me, you know, how it works, but these are the details that Gemara teaches you. And Gemara, Shulchan Aruch tells you that, but Gemara teaches you how they figured that out. This is all the, so what should we be doing stuff? So the Alter Rebbe came along. No, 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 one second. Hold on. The Alter Rebbe came along and said, important to know what we should be doing with what are you living a Jewish life. But question is that the Alter Rebbe brings out that the people knew, but he really made it into a main avida. What was the question that the Alter Rebbe said? So, but nobody's asking the basic question here, which is, who says? Who says who says that you should eat this much bread after you make the bracha? And it's not. Who said it? Whose party is it? Who says? Who says? And they're like, who says? I don't know. Uh, 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 Baruch Hu. Ding, ding, ding. Very good, said the Al Rebbe. But are you focusing on who says first, and what does he say second, or who, or 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 which one is primary and which which one is secondary for you? So, and the author of a switched it to primary needs to be who says it. Now, obviously, you could see that there would be opposition because the rest of the film world would say, you mean the author of it doesn't care if you, if you actually do halacha, right? No, God forbid. But the author of is saying a, a different thing, too, an additional thing. The author of is saying there will come a time in everybody's life when they will realize that if they forget who said it, the what he said will deteriorate, God forbid. Wow. Right? Wow. And there will in come... Words, right. So in other words, and the, and the, and the Rebbe speaks about it in Bhakti Lagani this year at length. Wow. At length. That we think that, what's the big deal? As long as I do halacha, as long as I do halacha, it'll be fine. And says, and, and the Rebbeim say, you think it's a given that you're just going to do halacha, you know, who's inspiring you to keep to halacha? It's kind of fun to learn Gemara if you're a good learner, but who's inspiring you to keep halacha? 
Right, the night in the That's the Chiddush of, of Chabad Chassid. And, uh, but I'm saying the Alter Rebbe is essentially saying, and the Rebbe brings it out much more forcefully, you will see that you take it for granted that I don't need to know. So I don't need to make a big deal about who gives us the Tyra. I just make a big deal about what he says. And you'd be surprised that if we're not aware, maybe in, in other generations, I've heard this from, I'm going to quote all the, I've heard this from Rabbi Majeski, in older, way, 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 way back, you didn't need Chassidus. Because people were in such a situation, and the way it was given over was that you would read a line in the Chumash, and wow, you'd be filled with your Shemayim. It just, it just filled you up. But then as the generations went down, and as everything became separated, and the world became more noisy, and all of those other things, and the light, the light of who the giver of the tyrant is seemed to fade, at that point, Hashem needed to pull out the light of the tire and make it and advertise it, you know, front row, front row on the front page of the website, who's the one who gives the tire. So it took, it, it took a couple of hundred years to get the film world to accept it. Because quite, they're still, we're still, they're, they're still, right. They're still right. So, and one of the mistakes they made was they naively thought that they would just do it right again and again and again forever without the inspiration of, but who's the nice in a tyrant? Who's the giver of the tyrant? And they were wrong. They were very naive. Of course, the Rebbeim knows. The Maish Rebbeim of the generation knows. So that's one of the things of, 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 of you know, of Chabad Chassidus. Now, clearly, oh, so we were going back to Napoleon. So here we are talking about Napoleon comes along and fights the Alter Rebbe. If you remember, we said a few weeks ago, the Alter Rebbe came in when he introduced this, it's not a revolution, because knowing that Hashem gives the Torah is not a revolution, it's just a revolution that it becomes a study by itself. That there's a separate study called Limit of Phineas of Tyrus. That's the revolution for simple people, for regular people like, like us. So the Alter Included with this, the Alter Rebbe brought in three kind of revolutions. Fraternity, equality, and liberty. Why am I quoting those three phrases? Because you see, that's what Napoleon said. He said, liberté, equalité, fraternité. That's what he was bringing into the world. The Alter Rebbe brought that into the world. Liberty, what do you mean? Freedom. Who was a free man? Someone who understands the depths of Tyre. Somebody, who, somebody who's involved in Tyre is a free man. Equality. The Alter Rebbe brought in this idea that on the level of Neshama, we're all the same. On the level of the essence, we're all the same. Until then, the scholars felt very comfortable looking down at the simple people. Extremely comfortable. Right? Very, very comfortable. And, and they felt it was a Torah Shita. What do you mean? You have to honor me. I'm a scholar and you're not. So there was no equality. The Alter Rebbe came along and said, on the level of Esam and Ephesh, we're all the same. And uh, fraternity, brotherhood, all yidin, because remember, if I'm in the olden, olden days, and I'm a big scholar, and this simple ignoramus, you know, doesn't, according to what I've been taught, doesn't know anything, well, what do I need him for? You know, uh, if I say, could you please open the door for me, and he said, well, I hurt my hands, or something like that, what do I need him for? Useless. 
I'm one family with him. They were they were taught that that it's it's like it's it's embarrassing. It's humiliating to say I'm I'm family with this little guy who you know doesn't know anything because they were taught and it was again it was a um, who taught it the Torah scholars of the time. It it let's say learning of Nigla of Tyra became um, caricaturized. It became an extreme version of what it was intended to be. So it's not like Hashem said, you know, they kind of took it to an extreme and, and felt like, I'm not family with this guy. He does what determines whose family is. You're a scholar, I'm a scholar. We're sisters, we're brothers. There was, uh, I guess there was also always the Maishu of the generation. Uh, I don't want to say. Ask somebody else. You could figure it out. The opponents to Hasidus were pretty, you know, or maybe, I don't, maybe not. You want to say, was there a leader who thought that? Uh, right. I don't know. As, I, I, as, 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 I don't know. Ask your local rabbi. Yeah. Napoleon. The origins of his whole da 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 was the Right. Yeah. He was the exact Umazdev, the exact antithesis of the Altarebbe, because the Altarebbe is saying equality, fraternity, and liberty in holiness. All of a sudden, with the advent of Hasidus, if we had, if we didn't have Hasidus Chabad, you think I'd be allowed to teach? How would I be allowed to teach? Is this goes, right? You think we'd be allowed to sit here? If the, the scholars came in, we would have to run out and make room for the scholars. <laughs> now, again, how do you, well, well, everybody's a scholar. Again, everybody, you know, you meet these people. You meet these, somebody once met um, a family in Eretz Yisrael, and not even from at all. And and they went into their house, and they wanted to tell a miracle story. And the family said, Chabad. We're Chabad. They, they mamish barely kept mitzvahs. They considered themselves Chabadniks. And you're allowed, and you're allowed. Okay, you know. By the way, maybe you want to add on a few misses, right? But you're allowed. It's it's a free system. Everybody's welcome. It's open. It's the complete right. It's 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 the complete opposite of the way it was. But Napoleon came along, Lahavdil, and he said, "Perfect three ideas. I'm taking it over. Liberty, but he meant liberty in Tripa. You know, you'll be free of the yoke of heaven. Great. Get rid of the king and the queen." Fraternity, I don't know what he meant, but it wasn't anything too holy. And equality also, not nothing, he promised all that stuff. And we see that the Jewish leaders of the time didn't cop it. They didn't realize, we don't want to speak against them, but they they didn't realize what Napoleon was all about. The Alter Rebbe was the only one. Everybody said we are praying. Every Jewish leader said we are praying that Napoleon should win. There was Napoleon fighting the Tsar. Napoleon went into Russia and he was fighting against the Tsar of Russia. Russia was a big country. Right. Yes. So Napoleon, Napoleon was fight was was fighting against the Tsar. Every Jewish leader wanted Napoleon to win. He promised that the Yidden would have wealth and riches and, you know, they'd be, you know, good positions. And the Alter Rebbe said that they will become disconnected from their father in heaven. Only the Alter Rebbe had that vision. Remember, the Alter Rebbe is standing for what is your connection with your father in heaven. That's number one. And once you have that, 
because what he is saying is once you have that, you have your connection with Melech Malchim Lachim, with your Father in Heaven, the mitzvahs will follow. The mitzvahs will follow. And that's why, you know, when we see, when they would say, when the other people would say, how can you put tefillin on a trace arm of a, an arm connected to a hand that never washed Nagelwasser? And he ate, he ate, uh, you know, trace meat and eggs for breakfast. And he now just walked out of McDonald's and he's going to Wendy's and you're going to put on that unholy body, you're going to put holy tefillin. They couldn't understand it, right? They couldn't understand it. And so, and, and by the way, we see now that guy who got the tefillin put on him, you know, he's, you know, or she, I, they, you know, she's a teacher in some right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I went, once when it was when the Rebbe was in Beth Israel, um, so we all went there to be there, and and uh, a reporter stopped me and she said, you know, tell me, you know, and I told her, oh, I'm Baal Shuba. So she said, really, how did you? Why did you become religious? So I figured I'll make a joke. So I said I, I couldn't deal with. I, I said the food at at, at 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 McDonald's was awful. I decided I might as well become I'll become religious. I couldn't take the food. So she didn't laugh. You know, she's a reporter. Probably a hipster then, you know, she's probably a, a woke person then. She said, oh, I know, I don't like it either. I go to Wendy's instead. <laughs> right? So, so, but what, 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 what the Alta Rebbe was saying is a couple of things. There will come a day when you will see that this guy with what you consider the trave arms saved your child. Wow. Number one. Wow. And those, that day has come. Oh, yeah. Saves your child, saves you, saves you, saves you when you're stuck in the middle of Thailand and you need kosher food. Who do you think the guy is? The guy is the same guy that you saw 40 years ago. They were putting filling on him and you said, what? That's the guy. He's running the kabatos. You know, you come to Thailand and he's like, please, kosher food, minion, something, help me. I'm like, wait a minute, you look really familiar. Uh, oh, you're the one coming out of McDonald's and they put filling on you and I thought it was putting on a tray farm, like, right? And and guess what the God, and this Balshuba does, he sits down and he teaches Kanini Satira to this person in Thailand and the person in Thailand is, wow, 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 this is incredible Limud. <laughs> right? But that's, but that's the least of it. What the Alta Rebbe is saying is if you connect to the to the nice and the the one who gives Taira, all of the halachas will fall, fall into place. Because at some point you're, wait a minute, if he's really who I understand he is and we have this relationship, I, I want to do, I want to be in, more in, I want to be closer. And being closer means the mitzvah. It will just literally bring you in that direction. Whereas the other one, if you just focus on what does he say to do, what, what, what is, what is the halakha, it will not necessarily bring you closer to knowing who the giver of the Tyra is. See the difference? Yeah. One brings you, to the other one, and the other one doesn't. A goes to B, B does not go to A, essentially. So for this battle, Napoleon came along and obviously tried to stop it. It was the birth of Panemius and Tyrus. It was the birth of Mashiach, basically, the birth of the light of Mashiach. And Napoleon said, we stop it right here. And it was a fierce, fierce, fierce battle. And it had to be nipped in the bud, or else we wouldn't be sitting here today. So it looks like the Alter Rebbe at some point threw his own physical life into the battle in order to win. 
in order to win this battle. Now, right? That's what Chavdal, I think, that's for me, what Chavdal Davis is, is the summation of everything that the Elder Rebbe achieved all of his life, including throwing his life into the battle. Now, I want to just bring, right? So, he passed away. He passed away on Chavdal Davis. Oh, uh, when it's God leaves the world, it's a... Uh, you think all the people we lost during COVID were because of COVID? They didn't know. They went because they threw their lives into the battle. They threw their lives into the battle. Right, right. Now, why, why, like, why, you know, enough? Like, can't we do it from down here, Hashem? Right, right. But they threw their lives into the battle. All of these people are throwing their lives during the battle. Yeah. So don't you think we have to say more like what you just said? That we don't, yeah. have to, we don't want anybody to be. No, we don't want anybody. Yeah, just stay here. Stay here. Here's the joke. Wait. Here's the joke. My my father, all of the shalom. You know, he was an interesting kind of a guy. So my father, my father. So he used to like, yeah, you'll never even come to my funeral. You'll never even. You're always so busy, you know, and there in New York, you'll never even take the time off to come to my funeral. So I looked him straight in the eye. I said, good, so don't die. There's nothing he could say. And we went when he passed away. We went anyway. We got there. We got there on time, et cetera, et cetera. So, right. Okay. So, but I want to bring out one Nakuda about, about that, because let's see if I can find it here in Basi Lajani. Very, very, very powerful. Basi Lajani is the Pasek that that's the first Bimer. I came to my garden, my sister, my bride. So, it's talking about us to come to Hashem? Hashem is saying, I came to my garden. This, this world is my garden. And you are my sister, my bride, and the Shina wants to come back down, and Hashem wants to live in this world. Right? Okay. So I'm just going to bring out one Nukuda. Let me just stop this. Okay. So we're going to continue in next, the next recording about Chavdala Tevis as it connects to, as it connects to, uh, Yod Shvat. And the king and why the king would throw his life into the battle. And may we go from strength to strength and unfold the gula meets the immediately now.